So he, he, yeah. So he calls like last minute. He's like, I think I want to bid on this house. And I look at it and I know the street and I know the neighborhood. And it's, you know, it's, it's a five minute drive from where I'm at. And I'm in Orleans when he called me and I'm like, man, I'm like, the bids are like, it's, it's over in two hours. You know, I'm having lunch and I'm like, okay. So I, I booked the appointment, get in. I, I take like a 10 minute video upload it. And I've sold that, that model of home. I've sold about five of them in the past. I think it's actually the model I've sold the most of any home. So it was kind of like a, it was, you know, it was like, it was happening for a reason kind of thing. Cause like I could, I mm-hmm. knew where things were and I knew, and I was like, I'm like, this is actually probably the nicest one I've seen of this model. So I just pointed out a few things that he's going to have to get fixed. And other than that, and he's like, thank you for the video. This makes it so much easier. So when he um, sent you the link, there was only two hours left in the bidding and you went to see I, it and then started bidding and won? Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> well, no, Start no, You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hi guys. Yes. The Ottawa Real Hi, Estate Paul. Podcast. We are back. We are back. Greg's a bit blurry. It's Monday, beautiful day, that's sunny. And I'm a uh, bit blurry in more ways than one, Paul. We are here <laughs> to talk about real estate, mortgages, and uh, whatever else we want to talk about. I know we got some great stories today. It's going to be storytelling hour. Uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor before I even introduce everyone, uh, Northbrew, northbrew.ca. Uh, if you go to northbrew.ca and uh, use the promo code podcast you'll get 20 percent off all your coffee orders my name is paul stevenson i'm here with greg campbell i'm here with david warren uh, i am one of the owners of referral mortgages i'm also a mortgage agent uh, dave is also a owner at referral mortgages and a mortgage agent and greg campbell ace realtor managing director at the agency ottawa the agency the agency the agency the- uh gentlemen how is how is it going today how are we doing how is the week Week was great, man. You guys want me to just get into some stories here? Or what? Yes. Jump into our, it. Our, I want to eager, Charlie, our Charlie Murphy us. Charlie Murphy us. Our, <laughs> our, <laughs> our eager listeners. So I, um, you know, everything I did last week involved referral mortgages. So that was kind of cool just uh, to think about it. As you it know, should. Like, As it should. Good, good, good work. Good work, boys. <laughs> um, the first one. Interestingly enough, the first one is, uh, I mean, they're all really great stories, but the first one is unreserved. I won on unreserved Mm. and I was doing the bidding while I was messaging my client. He was watching it. And then he was like, basically saying, go ahead, go ahead. So I have like a whole record of the thing. Cause that was my thing. I'm like, I'm bidding like under my name because something happened with the registration. So I called him They're like, just go on as yourself. We know you're who you are and go ahead. So anyways. It was cool. So it was pretty intense uh, just watching it go up. You know, there was like six involved. Then there was four of us involved. Then there was just two of us. It was me and this other guy. And it was, you know, it was exciting. I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. It was, you know, you're just sitting here, you're watching the numbers go up and you're like bid, click, and you can choose like 2,500, 5,000, 10,000. It's like eBay. Um, or just like, or you have like a cap you can put in there where you, it goes to auto bid. So what happened was we were going up. And then this guy kept like, as soon as I would bid, he would auto, it would auto bid, you know, like, so he would outbid me immediately after like, so I'd go dig. It's like, you just bid. It's like, ding, you'd been outbid. I'm like, okay, well auto bid in action. So that was a pretty cool feature for, you know, some people, I guess, if they want to cap out and not worry about having to just 
constantly put in bids manually. Anyway, so we got to the top and um, I talked to my guy. I'm like, let's just go. Let's just hit 5,000. Let's go 5,000 more. That's it. Top price. I go, I don't want you paying anymore for this house. He's like, that's great. Anyways, we did it. We got it. And then it says sale pending. So we're kind of like confused, you know, and then I'm like, I know exactly what happened. The reserve wasn't met. So with unreserved, there's kind of like a guaranteed price. They, um, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure exactly how it works, so I can't speak too specifically about it, but it has something to do with a, um, a price that they're somewhat guaranteed, mm-hmm. um, through the company. So unreserved Anyways, was reserved. Unre- unreserved. They have a reserve for, <laughs> for the property. Uh, you know, they, it, it, I don't know if it's a guarantee or, ha- or how it works specifically, but they have a price that they tell their seller they should get this. So the reserve wasn't met. So I get a call. I was expecting the call, obviously. And uh, the guy was great. And we were just, you know, we chatted about it. He's like, you know, the reserve wasn't met. It's substantially higher and everything. And I'm like, well, he's like, kid, kid you guys want to come up at all? And I'm like, no, it's six ten five. I'm like, that's, that's our offer. That's clearly market value right now. And that's what the buyers are willing to, to pay for this property. So anyways, he's like, I get it. Totally understand. Cool. I'll call you back. Calls me back about like probably about an hour and a half later. Um, Anyways, we got it. So it was done. Uh, He's like, the sellers are going to accept your offer. So now I don't know what happens with that discrepancy money. Um, I have questions. That's not a you problem though. That's not a you problem. No, it's it's, it's not, right? Reserve problem. and so does, and that's the question, right? Does the company um, guarantee a dollar amount to cover for the split? Um, or, or I don't know, or does the seller just agree to do it? Um, because I think what may happen, um, I don't know if they're doing it yet, but they might have a program coming where they go back on the market with a regular uh, realtor because I believe they are becoming a brokerage now. But again, this is just, I'm guessing here. Questions. Quite, yeah. It's quite need a question period. So first question, um, when you're waiting for that, for your offer to be accepted, I think it's a five minute window, right? That it like resets for five minutes. If yeah, this, if you get so, outbid. yeah. So you get outbid and it resets for five minutes, but then after I think 15 minutes, it starts resetting at three minutes. Okay. So and when I you're, ca- were you just like two? sitting there with the clients? Because I know this is our client, so that's why I'm wondering: were, were you just like waiting, counting the seconds, like three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, no, so he's so he's he's at home, right? And I'm just messaging him, and I'm like, he, he's watching. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, do I have your permission to go? Basically, and he's like, yeah, go for it. So I bid, then he watches it. But it was hilarious because, like, you know, on the last one, you know, I was just doing the whole playing the whole game here right like i know i'm about to bid five thousand. like i know that i'm just coming in with a stronger bid here feeling good about it i wait till like there's like five seconds left click it boom <laughs> even the guy at unreserved he's like dude you were giving me a heart attack those last three minutes he's like i didn't i thought i didn't know you were gonna bid in the end but anyways it was yeah you just watch the screen and watch the time and it goes that's pretty funny. Yeah, so that was fun <laughs> In, in a Sorry? hot market where homes are selling way over asking, I feel like unreserved, great for sellers. When it's not, when there's a lot of product on the market and, you know, you might only get one or two people bidding, um, I feel like it's going to happen often where that reserve is not met. Would you agree? Like, it seems like it's I, certainly built I, for a hot seller's market. 
It is. I think right now um, they're going to run into more of what happened with us. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to adapt. To that. I did. Like, I did something from the down. I did see something posted last week or two weeks ago on uh, social media share of, uh, or maybe it was in an article in the paper that they sellers the reserves wasn't hit and uh, and they went no nobody nobody got it. But yeah, I think to I think it'll be interesting to see how they adapt um, in this type of climate because it is definitely a, a, in a sellers are a hot market. It will thrive. But, but, um, From the the only way I can see it working for this is if they have like a plan B in place, where is if the auction doesn't work, then the seller already agrees that if it doesn't work, that they're going to list it in a more traditional format. Mm -hmm. And I but don't then know. You if that's then you with... completely screw in the buyers. Like the whole point is, it makes it even for the sellers and buyers, but then the buyers are getting screwed, right? If if they well, do the that, house, it's like, hey, you're getting a deal, house... but it's too good a deal, so we're going to put it back on the market. It's like, well, <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, and, and the house becomes tainted you know it was part of the process it's like why didn't it sell and then you know the, the realtors do their research and they can tell their buyers why it didn't sell um you know but they're going to list at what they think the market value is now but i mean with the way the market's going right now you know if if you're telling someone especially like you know you start the process maybe six weeks out you tell them that it's a certain price you need to be having the conversation with them before you list uh, whether it be unreserved or anything just like you know the day before you go on the market because mm -hmm. right now pricing is is crazy pricing is all over the place right now like so buyers sellers agents everyone's like i don't know <laughs> you know you you, you gotta look it, you, you really have to look at the data super intelligently and it's getting to the point now where there's no way you're you can you're gonna have to uh, price less than whatever is is going on if you want to, if you want to be competitive and you know, and I don't think I can be holding offers. There's, you know, we always say this, the really nice ones, we're still seeing it, but in general now, a lot of homes are just coming out for sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and for, uh, for the realtors that are listening, you, you mentioned that your client had issues registering, you were able to contact on reserve, register your mm -hmm. own accounts and they mm -hmm. just were aware on the yeah. back end and hand and facilitate the negotiations kind of yeah, or the bidding, and, and, I guess, on their behalf. Well, and, and they, they knew me. So, it, you yeah. know, it was kind of like, it wasn't like they didn't know me at all. And there was no trust. It was like, he, he's no. like, no, no, I know who you are. It's cool. Go ahead. Just, just do it. We understand. And I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. And then I said, and then right away, I'm like, okay, well, as long as I have a track record of me communicating with my buyer that yeah. he's telling me to bid so that, so that it, you know, if we won, Cause there's a lot, there's a lot. He, and he's like, it, no, right? no, I don't want it anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. So, but I mean, it, I guess it's the same, it's the same idea really. Um, of you negotiating with another realtor, they're giving you authorization to go to yeah. a certain price or to negotiate and you do that behind the scenes anyway. So it's kind of the same idea with this. This is actually, yeah. um, they're able to watch that negotiation, if you will, even though it's just virtual and back and forth. Yeah, but it was great. And that was, uh, and that was a referral from uh, you guys. So that was, that's awesome. Thank you. And he's uh, so happy and very grateful for uh, all the service he's been getting. Great yeah, guy. Great human. Uh, yeah. So I'd say like, yeah, with unreserved in a hot seller's market, my fear with that would be people overbidding and then appraisals coming in light, which I've seen twice recently as well. One in Toronto came in 700,000 light and uh, one in Ottawa came in uh, 200,000 light. The, and these were specifically the unreserved listings? No, appraisals? no, but no. I'm just saying no, just that saying, it okay. has happened. So I'm just right. uh, kind of thinking of it. And then I would say like in a current market where it seems a bit more balanced, 
that would kind of be the fear is that people are like the people that are bidding are going to get a good deal, which is great for the buyer, but sellers mm-hmm. are going to be like, well, I'm not doing this. Like, why would I, you know, that, and, and again, it speaks to having that realtor that can actually look at the market data and say, okay, this is like, give them an educated uh, perspective of what's going on as opposed to just mm-hmm. let's list it and see what happens. Yeah. Someone on the street you know sold it, for 700. Let's, uh, you know, let's yeah. list it around there. And it's interesting because next year, I, th- I think it's in, uh, I think it might be April, 2023. I don't know why it's not just in January when the market's super hot. This Maybe they'll change it, but uh, sellers are going to be able to, to choose now if they want to have um, blind bidding or if they want to have like, you know, transparent bidding when, for really? multiple offers. When, yeah, early when is that? Year. Early next year. I think it's, I, I think it's April 1st, 2023. So it'll so be it's up to be, the seller. It'll be up to the seller. So, I mean, that's cool. You know, I don't know how that, how well that's going to work in terms of, uh, you know, the seller making the right choice for themselves. Cause it's like, you know, do you want to force people to compete and continue blind bidding, which is the big thing that everybody's hating, you know? So are they going to be that listing that hates it? And some people might just stay away from it knowing they can go buy another house that has transparent get- bidding, like the, I, I guess I guess it'll be the numbers. Like to me, it'll be the statistics. Like you'll probably have to post on a listing that it's blind or transparent. Yeah. And so, yeah. like you know, basically you'll have to I guess track list price to final sale price on those blind versus transparent, and kind of the realtors will have to educate the clients yeah. as far as what the stats are that you know blind bidding gets you X over or doesn't, and and transparent does X. And, right? and, and it'll take educating time. the sellers and buyers differently. Eh? It's like, yeah. Well, uh, blind bidding really good for you, seller. And hey, buyer, we should not look mm-hmm. for the blind bids. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wonder, is the real estate board going to create a platform for that, or is it more so just that realtors can actually tell That's each other like I, this is the bid? I think it's just going to be up to the agents to have open communication about it, but it's going to, in one way or another, it'll have to be tracked. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. already, already we're supposed to keep every offer that comes right. in in a multiple offer situation. We're supposed to keep it recorded, keep the paperwork logged just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everybody does that, but we're supposed to be doing that. So I think with this, it'll be some way more strict. It'd be funny if they backdate it one day. Like now everything's open. Any all realtors you have to upload every every offer that you've ever received. Oh, right? man. You go back to every home yeah. you've bought and they're like, How how much did I overpay for that place? Um, um that's awesome. That's that a great that- story. We we've had a lot of people yeah. asking about unreserved too on our last few weeks of videos, like just wondering what's happening with it. Is it still prevalent? Um I know I mean, for a while. They're listing there was a lot of properties. Plus. They're listing yeah. a lot of properties right now. Um, so, I mean, they're doing okay. They, you know, they're going to, we'll see what happens in the new market. Cause it's definitely not built for this new market. So they, they're going to mm-hmm. have to do something to, and they're already, to, I mean, edit. they're obviously pivoting. If you're, you're saying that they are clearly going the traditional agent route and broker route. I believe at, so. Yeah. yeah. I, be, I believe they're registering as a brokerage now, and they're going to have agents that actually trade just so that they can. And I mean, it's smart. I think in the same sense, because for all of the buyers who aren't represented that compete, you know, mm-hmm. where, where are those leads going? Yeah. You know? So it makes sense for them to have a brokerage with prop with realtors that they can, you know, work with and, and help them buy other homes more mm-hmm. traditionally. So we'll see. Anyways, it was an interesting experience. Like I had, you know, like I said, it was kind of fun and mm-hmm. he, he wanted the house and another, well, I'll, I'll tell you another crazy part of that story. So he, we didn't see the house. So I saw the house. <laughs> this is another wow. part so not not only yeah, were you so, so you saw the house and you were bidding interesting yeah Greg. right <laughs> he's got a 10 percent ownership 
He's all, lending them the down payments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's co-signing. Uh, <laughs> so he, he, yeah. So he calls like last minute. He's like, I think I want to bid on this house. And I look at it and I know the street and I know the neighborhood. And it's, you know, it's, it's a five minute drive from where I'm at. And I'm in Orleans when he called me. And I'm like, man, I'm like, the bids are like, it's, it's over in two hours. You know, I'm having lunch and I'm like, okay. So I, I booked the appointment, get in. I, I take like a 10 minute video, upload it. And I've sold that, that model of home. I've sold about five of them in the past. I think it's actually the model I've sold the most of any home. So it was kind of like a, it was, you know, it was like, it was happening for a reason kind of thing. Cause like I could, I knew where things were and I knew, and I was like, I'm like, this is actually probably the nicest one I've seen of this model. So I just pointed out a few things that he's going to have to get fixed. And other than that, and he's like, thank you for the video. This makes it so much easier. So when he uh, sent you the link, there was only two hours left in the bidding and you went to see I, it and then started bidding and won. Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> well, no, start no, the no, and, Greg, and finishing, finishing place, his lunch, yeah. like last bite, like, oh, yeah. gotta go. Eh? Runs to the property. Oh, it, but it's it's great like that. I was fired up. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, let's do this. We'll see the house come back. Get You know, it's like 20 to, no, it was like quarter to quarter to two. When I get in, the bidding's got 15 minutes left. I'm all like, open the computer, get on. I got him on the phone. I'm like, yes. Just crept in at the last minute, kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Great story. Um, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, anyways, it was it was a good price for, for the right house. Anyways, enough enough of that one. I got a couple more for you. So next story. I'll tell you. <laughs> next story. So I got a great a great rental. Uh, again, it was a referral from you guys. Um, great, great guy. And um, we're putting that up uh, this week. It's a two-bedroom condo at 199 Slater. I'll have the video. I think we'll go. I think I might want to go back to listing videos next week because I gonna I got a lot of stuff coming up. That'd be fun. Eh? Those were fun. Mm -hmm. the one minute yeah, one minute to win it yeah the one minute the, countdown. the one minute countdown so that was that's good that's coming up this week and that was from you guys and then i got a um and then we did the deal with, uh, with ben yesterday or on uh sunday saturday. the deal that we saturday the deal that we didn't think was gonna happen at all mm -hmm. oh, i guess that was actually friday okay. i don't know with every yeah, time just flies here <laughs> yeah so that was another one so we so we've been working for a while. We had never submitted an offer yet. We hadn't found anything. And then they found this one property that they just fell in love with. And um, we went in at list price. Didn't think, didn't really think we'd get it because there was other offers. And when I got a call from the agent initially, he's like, can you guys come up at all? I'm like, no, I'm like, that's, that's all we're willing to pay for the property. Um, you know, we figured the no conditions and the quick close, you know, would help. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, there's another offer. He's like, it's, it's got a condition, but it's way higher than yours. And I'm like, okay. So like where he's like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to take the other one. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. Thanks. Call, call the buyer. Yeah. So we didn't get it. And then, you know, two hours later, I get the call back. So Greg, you'll never believe this. Uh, my sellers have uh, really thought about it and they decided that they wanted to take the uh, no sure conditions thing. offer. They want, they want to take your offer substantially lower uh, but they wanted it so then we were kind of like okay well you know <laughs> why why do they want to take yeah. our offer but but i mean it's one of those things right i've been on i've been in the situation before where it's been my seller you know i've advised them to take the cash offer they well the unconditional offer and uh and they haven't and then it backfires something happens with financing or or an inspection or cold feet the next day so i think uh they must have had heard before something like that happening and they just wanted it done because they were moving into their new house in a couple of weeks uh so they just wanted it done 
So anyways, we got it and it was a big win for these guys. Cause like I said, we've been, we've been talking for a long time, probably yeah, since what last July, I guess. Yeah. And uh, we've seen a few, but we, we had never submitted on anything yet. So it was like, it was our first offer when we got it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's funny having these conversations cause you, you get so used to, you know, looking at tons of homes with people losing offers. And then with these guys, it's like, you know, you see a few here and there cause they were pretty specific and uh, the first offer we won. So it was almost like, you know, you're on the phone and you don't really know what to say. You kind of like have that pause going like, did that really just happen? They're like, really? Like we, we actually, like we won. We, like we, we got the house, like it's ours. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like, you got, I'm like, I know. I'm like, this doesn't happen. I'm like this doesn't <laughs> happen, but it just happened to you. So for you, but Greg, yeah. as, a, as an agent, if someone calls you and says like, you know, are, can you come up a bit? What from a, negotiating standpoint like what are you thinking we're we're actually close are they trying to just nudge for a bit more money like what's your actual like process well, in educating your clients you know it's um we shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to and i understand why the selling agent is or the listing agent is asking me or other buyer agents that question is because most a lot of the deals right now the sellers are not getting what they're expecting mm -hmm. And it's kind of become common where um, it just turns into a different type of negotiation where they come back and saying like, can you come, come up at all? But on everything, like, I mean, I did it twice, both of those, you know, I was like, nope, that's, we're not, we're not coming up. You guys got to come down and we got it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that it worked that way. You know, well, I, I find if you, I find if you stick firm and everybody's on the same page, then you're going to, you know, you're giving the best service to your client and, you know, in the end, even if they lose it, they're going to be happy because you just kind of, you know, you, you stuck, stuck with it. Yeah. I think even, uh, even on the Friday night, Greg and I spoke, it was maybe five thirty PM and, and, and Greg even said, we're Dude. not going to get this. There's, there's already two other offers like that not happening. <laughs> it's like, I was like, all right, well, keep me posted. That's well, definitely I, going in at, I, at asking these like recently was like, well, you know, you're throwing a dart basically. Yeah. I'll, t I'll tell yeah. you a, f a funnier part of that story that, uh, I was, I was in the middle of something and I had my, I had my ringer off and I had like, I had so much going on. I was out with my kids and I was doing some running around and then I just looked at my phone and it was like, you know, quarter to five. And I see messages from you. I see messages from Ben. I'm like, mm. Oh, it's quarter to five. Oh, <clears> at five. I'm like, all right, just get on the phone, <laughs> send all the information to uh, my admin Nadia fired it off, had it over to them done in like 30 minutes. And it's good. It's fun. I like this job when it's, uh, when you're, you're actually so easy action. when it's working, eh? jump into action. But this is the thing, like people, agents who are new and haven't done it enough. Like, I mean, I remember I would, I would get stressed out of my mind, like, you know, with the, like a 15 minute window and everything. And right now I'm just like, no, this is perfect. Lots of time, you know, as long, as long as you know, and as long as you have systems in place to, to handle it, uh, mm. it's fun. I mean, it makes it fun. I love Two hours it. for bidding. No problem. Greg's yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. so what, what are the numbers looking like, Greg, you got, uh, as far as listings sold, like, yeah. what's, uh, so this what's is the current landscape. This is a, I got a pretty big breakdown here. Um, does Steven have that? Yeah, there it is. The agency. Of, co of course he has it. He says he, he had it. I gave it to him and he said he had it. So this is year to date well, this is great. and I'll, I'll follow up after this is done. But so if you look closely, you can see, I'm not going to read out all these numbers, obviously. If you're listening, go to YouTube and look at these stats. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And if, you know, next time I'll probably just round these up. Um, 
But anyways, so you see detached, semi-detached. January, they're up. February, they all go way up. March, up again. And then April comes back down. Mm. But the year-over-year comparison here on the end, like, you know, for single-family detached, 11.7% increase. Semi-detached, 5.8% increase. Townhomes, 13.6% increase. Condos, 11% increase. Um, days on market, this... Uh, Anyways, it went back down. To, it was at 10 in April. That's changing now. I think we're, like I said in the last show, I mean, we're going to, we're hitting two weeks fast for days on market. Um, and the months of inventory it was 1.2 months in January, 1.2 in Feb, 1.3 in March, and 1.5 in April. I think that's going to be two in May. Mm-hmm. So we're really coming back. Uh, number of sales highest in March again, back down in April. So mildly down, mildly down in April, mildly down. It's not, it's not a big, I think May is going to be really telling. I mean, which we, you know, Mm -hmm. which I keep talking about every episode we've had so far in May, Mm -hmm. this is the month, but there's so much on the market right now. Um, For example, I have a listing, I have a fabulous listing uh, in Orleans and there's 10 others. Ours is the only one with a single car garage. And we're 50,000 less than the other ones that have a double garage. Nothing has sold in, in two weeks mm-hmm. in terms of a single family detached home in this area mm-hmm. in Bradley Estates, Trails Edge, Merble, um, in Orleans. So that's, that's interesting. And I think, you know, what will happen is one will sell and then they'll all just kind of fall in line. But it's challenging. Mm-hmm. So the thing I, I found surprising in that is that January was... 24 days on market was the average. I thought, I thought it was actually yeah, uh, that, that, much lower than that. See, that that's an overall, uh, that's condos and everything. Too, right? So that could be, that's condos. And that could also be some new bills that have been sitting for like a while. It, right. You know, that wasn't like a super deep dive in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it'll be, um, and I, I think looking at the one and a half months of inventory on the, uh, on that, they say a balanced market is, is, three months. So it'll be, as we keep creeping up, that's where we'll start seeing that things kind of level out even more, but um, yeah, either way, we'll, uh, I guess, like you said, Greg, I think may, may will be very telling as, uh, as we come to the end of the school year, um, you know, weather is nice out, people are getting out and about um, thinking about that summer move as opposed to, you know, right at the end of school year or anything like that. Um I think I think August 30th will be the new June 30th this year. June 30th is typically the the busiest uh, closing day of the year. I think that'll be like an August 30th will be the that'll be the hot day right before school starts. Let's just cram it all in there one week. I think. Yeah, I think by summertime, properties are going to be selling in and around list price. I think that's that's just going to be where it is. Um, I've already seen it start to happen slowly. Super happy about that. Yeah. And I, I know, and now the, the, sorry, the, the next question is now, and you know, I think we're going to get into it a bit here. The, uh, the rates now, mm-hmm. the conversation you have with people is, you know, I, I'm going to save more money. And then I'm like, well, you're going to save more money. The interest rates go up. Like, are you really, are you really doing, like, are you, are you not just doing this? Is it not just the same thing? Mm-hmm. You yeah. buy a house now, maybe it costs you a little more. Let's say it's 10,000 less in a few months and then the rates are up 2%. Is that not the same thing basically? Yeah, you're actually further behind. 
Um, but Furthermore. it'll be, yeah, I think, I think all of that, you know, we say May and I think Paul, I think you're right of a later summer to kind of see where the numbers actually end up being, whether it's busy or not. Um, you know, June 1st, we have the bank of Canada now, you know, up the next rate announcement by the bank of Canada for, for what they do with prime is June 1st, everyone it's caked in basically and assuming a half percent increase to prime, um, some are saying they could go historic and go three quarters of a percent, but um, you know I think that'll be telling to see how that slows down the overall economy. And mm-hmm. then beyond that, fixed rates continue to go up. Uh, we saw it this past Friday and Thursday, a number of banks increasing their fixed rates because the bond market that fixed rates are tied to uh, continues to soar. So as that keeps going up, how that how that changes things, and I know. You know, there's been talk from OSFI and uh, uh, of what to do with the um, benchmark rate. So uh, we've talked about it before, but when you're qualifying for a mortgage, it's based on a set benchmark rate, um, which is the five-year fixed rate plus two percent, or um, or five and a quarter percent. So right now, if you're looking to get a fixed rate mortgage, you're having to qualify at that fixed rate plus 2%. So right now you're in the six and a half range for what you're having to qualify for, which really does you know scale back your uh, qualifying amount and that affordability um, from a qualifying. But the flip side of that is if, you, if you're qualifying based on a variable rate mortgage, you're only having to qualify at five and a quarter right now. So there's a huge difference right now because there is such a, a large spread between the fixed and the variable. So if somebody's trying to max out what they qualify for, and I, I've been sending out a number of you know, pre-approvals this past week to, to clients, this is based on a variable rate mortgage only. This is not like, this is what you qualify for mm-hmm. on a variable. This is what's on a fix. And it's a huge difference because you're talking one and a half percent difference typically um, for what their, what payment amount they're qualifying based on. So um, OSPI has been having conversations of, you know, they can make a decision in December um, when they came out with their new change about a year and a half ago, a year ago now, where they just pegged the, um, that qualifying rate at five and a quarter that they can make an adjustment in December. So, you know, they're saying we might, we might not. We might not wait till December, or be interesting to see what they change that qualifying rate in December to, dependent on where the fixed rates are. So, um, people that are on the sidelines, based on rates or prices, don't wait too long because a lot of these rule changes will diminish your affordability anyway. So, people mm-hmm. that were on the sidelines saying, "Well, we're waiting for housing prices to come down," you were qualifying at five and a quarter, and that was, and their rates were, you know, in the threes or in the twos, things like that. Now, the rates are stabilizing. Yes, you can get some conditions. Maybe you're getting like them a little bit less, but your rate is 2% higher. You're qualifying at 1.5% higher than what you were before. So your max qualifying amount is dropped and your monthly payments and how much is going to interest is so much higher. And that's only going to increase as prime goes up, as uh, fixed rates go up. So you know, and and as we get closer to any sort of adjustment within, um, within that qualifying rate. So, you know, it's certainly... You know, you could certainly wait for the market to continue for more inventory to come on the market. But as these rates keep going up, that is diminishing your uh, affordability or what that looks like and also increasing your overall cost of borrowing, which is well more than that 10 or 20,000 less than you're going to pay on that property up front. Um, so long story short, you know, we always say it, we've been saying it for ages. Don't, you know, it's not always good just to sit on the sidelines and, uh, 
and wait indefinitely because there's never that perfect time is never going to be. Put me in, coach. No. Yeah. Put me in. <laughs> I know. And I, and I think the rates, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I think they're going to go way up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to hit like an 8% at some point here. There's a, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where, <laughs> how high they go. Um, it's a, uh, there's a lot of talk. There's, you know, in the, the U S feds, like a lot of the, like Goldman Sachs and, and all that, they built in a 35% odds that there'll be a recession in 2023, um, because of where bond yields are going. We're in the sixth week of, uh, of the stock market decline and heading into bear territory. Um, and so, you know, there's already been 10 year treasury bonds inverted. So there's all these signals headed towards a recession. So as they keep going up to strip money out of the, uh, uh rates go up based on bond yields going up, um, strips money out of the market causes, you know, heads, we head towards a recession. So we're going up right now. It'll be interesting to see if we, uh, fall right back down as well. But, um, you know, at the same time, as we fall back down, prices maybe drop. And then people are like, well, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to get a house now. The prices are dropping. Yeah. I'm not going to buy yeah. now. I'm going to wait for them to be going up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny. Uh, just like the crypto last yeah. week. Went way down. Some came back up. Still I'm just pretty dollar down. cost average. Dollar cost <laughs> average. <laughs> buy. Buy. Yeah. Bye. But uh, should we uh, get into some mood boosts? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Great stories, Greg. Storytelling. I like it. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I like sharing the stories because it's just, uh, I think it kind of gives, gives, it's real and it gives people a sense that things are okay. You just got to have the right people on your team and figure it out. Real Ottawa real estate, you know, podcast. Mm. All right. Got four today. I'll let you guys be the judge. Number one. What cocktail should you drink with a friend? A Buddy Mary. <laughs> the correct answer is any cocktail. Uh, <laughs> um, number two, today I gave away my dead batteries. They were free of charge. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I used that one a year ago. Mm -hmm. I feel like I might have... Um, Number three, what animal needs to wear a wig? A bald eagle. Mm. I can relate. Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, we all know we all know Albert Einstein was a genius, but his brother Frank was a monster. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. That one's a lagger. Mm -hmm. You gotta you gotta think about it for a second. Yeah. How bad? How bad? Oh, okay. Ah, there. Ah. Heading, heading into the week like, woo. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a good week. I think we're going to see a lot of action. A lot of action in the market. People uh, people pulling the trigger. There's a lot of, lot of inventory now. A lot of options. Pick your poison. Pull I agree. The trigger. I, I think there's going to be way more sales this week than there was the last couple of weeks. We'll be back, though. Anyone still listening? Send us your reviews. Send us your questions topics we'll get to them uh thank you as always make sure to subscribe just keep listening that's it that's all we all we ask um <laughs> quick shout out again to uh to north brew northbrew.ca use the promo code podcast get 20 percent off your coffee uh shout out to referral mortgages all of our amazing agents our operations team holla and uh the agency ottawa 
doing great things, changing the market, changing the industry, changing the way we do business. Craig Campbell, David Warren, Paul Stevenson. We'll be back. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that. 